Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to episode four now of Don't Be a Stranger um, with another special guest here today, uh, Daniel Zolnitsky. Um, so how are you doing today? Just my, my always like starter question, how your day is going? Great. I'm off technically today, other than a few student meetings, so it's nice to be in the sun. Thank you for coming in on your day off um, to meet with me for this little podcast show. Um, I'm sorry I got you on your day off. Now I feel kind of bad. No, don't. I have like three student meetings, so it's actually okay. fine. Because <laughs> I guess the end of the semester, it's starting to get really busy and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like not even ready. I have... Um, like a class on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but the Thursdays are asynchronous. I have three classes left. And I like look at my little like book of like all my little like dates and everything. And it's like, uh, it's over. coming to the end here. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, so uh, how is your semester going? How are things coming along for good. you? Um, it's going well. I'm still teaching the same three classes. So I teach nutrition and health, two sections, actually mm-hmm. four classes. And then I teach two of intro to health, so four classes total. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually my last semester ever teaching. No! I know. What are your future plans? I start medical school at Sydney Kimmel. Congratulations! Yeah, in the fall. Um, oh my gosh. So I won't be leaving Jefferson, but I will be leaving adjunct here. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thanks. What are you going to medical school for? Um, so I was a liver dietitian before, as you know, from yeah. my class. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I want to be a GI doctor. My plans can easily change. But if you ask yeah. me if I had to choose tomorrow, I would choose to be a liver doctor. Oh, that's so incredible. That's such a big step, right? Yeah. Going right to, I mean, I guess keeping in the Jefferson, yeah. you know, how did you have the whole match day and everything? No, that's for the residents. So for I me, no it was, clue. yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I just, know nothing. Yeah, I know nothing. Uh, here, I'll, I'll draw loud for those of you Please. that aren't in science. Um, so basically, most people do this right after college. I mm-hmm. never wanted to be a doctor. So yeah. I went to college at Pitts, University of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. did my training in Cleveland. Uh, to be a dietitian, and then I worked as a dietitian for like five and a half, six years. Yeah. Um, and then in 2020, I was thinking about getting my master's, and Jefferson was offering me to get a clinical doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted someone for their adjuncts to like get um, a higher degree. Yeah. That dissolved with COVID, and I was like, oh, I should get my master's in public health, should yeah. I get my master's in nutrition. And then someone, one of the doctors I work with, said, you know what? You just need to go be go to med school and be a doctor. And I was yeah. Like, what? Who? I never <laughs> thought I was smart enough. I never oh. thought I could do it. And then I just applied to a post back, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically you take the classes because mine were expired. Yeah. Um. So I took all my pre med classes in one year. That's mm-hmm. why I wasn't teaching in the year twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. And then I came back here to work full time during my gap year. Mm-hmm. That's when I taught you. Yeah. And then that whole year I was applying to med school, interviewing, mm-hmm. and I got into Jefferson. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Are you so? Do you live in the city now? Yeah, I live well, downtown. Okay, so I guess not that far, yeah. right? I um. Uh, I love that Jefferson is right in the middle of Chinatown, mm-hmm. and I think with um, I know they have a lot of issues going on right now out there with the stadium and everything, but I think um, they're having a roundtable coming up as well to kind of talk about that. But I th- I I will give Jefferson their location is great, um, and it's a four year and then it's residency. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Thanks, That's thanks. such a big accomplishment. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and I guess that falls in uh, to my – I had another question, just the most eventful thing going on in your life right now. Would you say that is the most eventful thing, or do you have anything else yeah, going probably. on? Yeah, um, probably. I mean, I'm at the age where all my friends are getting married, so I have mm. one million interesting places to go to for yeah. everyone's nuptials. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you know, I'm trying to get some travel in before I start since my life will be basically – as a joke over for the next oh, year. So no. um, where's your dream like destination? Well I actually just got back from Colombia, which I love. <gasps> oh, and I want my to go gosh. back and I need to get fluent in Spanish yesterday. <laughs> um 
but yeah, I'd like to explore South America more because that's where I've been the least. Mm-hmm. And then, um, do, where, where do you have coming up this summer? Anywhere? I'm like... going to Jackson Hole, Wyoming for my best friend's wedding. Oh my gosh! Uh, which I'm really excited for that because mm-hmm. I've never really explored like national parks. Yeah, like, like before, so. totally. Oh, that'll be so fun. I know um, that uh, with South America, my where did my mom and my brother go this summer? They went to somewhere for my brother's in the Pennsylvania Boy Choir. Okay. And they travel all over. And I forget where they went last year in South America. And they loved it. They were there for two weeks. And, of course, I didn't get the invite. I was the dog watcher. Of course. And then this <laughs> this year they're going to London and, um, like, Scotland. And, of course, dog watcher again. So not really anything exciting. Um, so I, I just wanted to ask you. So I had um, – Professor Zolaniski for okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. So I had um, her for intro to healthcare, and I just wanted to ask: with all the classes you're teaching, do you find students less engaged, like post pandemic? Because I guess you didn't teach pre pandemic, but do you I notice did the for ga- half yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice that I'm close to your guys' age. Mm-hmm. So I'm only about a little bit more than a decade older than most of my students, so I can relate. And I've been in school recently, and a lot of my classmates were in their younger 20s, so I was you know, next to people who were around your guys' age, which yeah. I think helps me a lot. Yeah. It allows me to understand your generation more, allows me to understand more of the barriers that being COVID high school kids or high COVID college kids have brought you guys. Yeah. So I try to be really interactive in class. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember. Oh, I yeah, I loved it. I, I <laughs> loved Danielle's class. And it's like when I'm like um, going through, I guess, like my quote unquote, my screenings for finding people, I was like, that was one of the best classes I had here. And I would just love to hear like the thought process behind all of it and just learn, you know, a bit about you and everything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I my big thing is you guys pay a lot for school. And I'm very frank about that. Mm-hmm. And I want to make every day that I come into the classroom worth your guys' time and effort and money yeah um so i'm going to be super engaged i'm going mm-hmm. to be super honest with you guys i i really believe in learning techniques yeah so um though i've taken a lot of like seminars and things on like mm-hmm. active learning and you know getting students more engaged in the classroom yeah i know what has worked for me with my professors mm-hmm. and what has worked for me as an educator yeah um so i make everything real world i try to relate it or relate everything to the real world and real world examples yeah um we always connect the things to current events mm-hmm. my students know i love saying guys read the news <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things i love to you know because everything we do is related to the real world. 100%. We just hide in a bubble yeah. and begin healthcare. Yeah. Um, so I really try to make class alive. I mean, I don't want to mm-hmm. just stand in front of a room and drone on from a slideshow. Yeah. I want it to yeah. be like a living, breathing class. Yeah, and that's what I think I appreciated the most about your class because I um, was a pharmacy student last semester. I, I was going through the, the, the motions of just trying to figure it out because, you know, I was in that awkward position where I had – you know, my junior year and then that happened in the midst of the pandemic and I just was drawing for straws or what I wanted to be because at the time it was a lot of the jobs people were like, well, if this isn't, if they're not thriving in a pandemic, you need, like my, my family was super, super stressed on me about working in medical field. And um, I just, I remember I was watching like CNN and it was like top jobs pharmacy. And for some reason it just rubbed with me and then all of a sudden I was here. Mm-hmm. And then I sat in orgo, physics, and anatomy all in the same day. And was like, maybe this just isn't, you know, like for me. And I think a lot of people end up being in that situation. But um, I totally think that with your class and how engaging it was, it was so much better than being in anatomy. Like, I sat in this one professor's class, and he just read from the board. And then we had an exam. He didn't make the exam. 
he just gave it the I guess an administrator had made it mm-hmm. and when we asked to like review it and we're like oh like we can use some, a little bit of like a like throw us a bone here a little bit he was like yeah it's not in my power to do that mm-hmm. yeah you want to make learning as active as possible we know like when yeah. we're talking about how we want medical students to study for their exams and how you know I studied for my boards as a dietitian we wanted to be mm-hmm. active learning yeah so just a, when you're doing learning you're supposed to experience it through multiple senses so mm-hmm. you're not supposed to just see it you're supposed to hear it you're supposed to do it yeah it's like a, the Maslow's pyramid or whatever yeah. like you yeah. really have to to fully understand your material to be able to mm-hmm. teach it and act it and do it yeah and that's what I try to emulate in my classroom so totally. it's actually interesting and you get something out of it yeah um, so I wanted to ask you just like a, not in like the least like creepiest way possible, okay. like a step-by-step of how you got to where you are today. Cause I'm just like, especially now that I know you're going to medical school and then working as a dietitian and an adjunct and all of that, it just, I want to know like what made you like decide that and then the steps that led to that and everything like that. Um, so I never, so this actually is, it starts sad, then it's going to get funny. So I never thought I was smart enough to be a doctor. I never even thought that pro that was even a, a choice, but I knew I loved healthcare. I'm I would say, I always tell my students, be proud of the things you're good at. I'm very good with people. So I'm very good with the more challenging patients. I'm very good at dealing with like difficult situations. I always knew, knew since I was pretty young, mm-hmm. that's something that I do well in. Yeah. So I started working, I volunteered at like a nursing home pretty young. Like mm-hmm. this would not fly these days, but I was like 16 year old, like <laughs> oh, helping wow. out at a nursing home. Yeah. I was a nurse's aide in college, mm-hmm. just in case to give me like options for couple yeah. hours. And my best friend's father was a surgeon. Mm-hmm. he's still a surgeon and he said hey you should be a dietitian you love food you love medicine like you should do that yeah i was like all right dr pezzi sounds good <laughs> so i went to Pitt, really confused very similar to you like i yeah. sat in these classes and i was like i took like an upper letter level philosophy class wow introduction to portuguese oh uh, i wow. know i don't know who allowed me do you remember any portuguese uh, i can say like obrigada and that's all i've got what does that mean thank you oh. <laughs> so i mean i don't it was a very chaotic first semester yeah but the one thing that wasn't chaotic is i took intro to nutrition and i was like okay I, mm. I could do this yeah so then i applied into Pitt has like a didactic program so i applied yeah. into the nutrition program got in um and then this is kind of a story of like things I don't like when people say things turn out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. I think it sometimes is dismissive, but sometimes mm-hmm. you yeah. land in the right spot, I say. Yeah, totally. I think it's a better way to say yeah. it. Yeah. So we, were, we matched, just similar to residency. Yeah. And so I was the president of my dietetic association. I was doing Good well for my classes. you, girl. Yes. Match day comes. I'm the only yeah. person in my program of 25 that doesn't match. I was mortified. <gasps> so they called me from Pitt's grad program. Like, hey, you don't even have to take a GRE. We'll take you. Like, do I want two more years in Pittsburgh for fifty thousand dollars a hit? Yeah, and I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, same time, just similar to medical school match, mm-hmm. med- a residency match. Uh, we have this thing called um, it's like open spot. Yeah, I what they used to call a second round match. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland Clinic, which was one of the top programs in the country, had openings. Wow. So some of these match systems are flaws. Good yeah. students don't get matched. Good programs keep have openings. Yeah. So I interviewed with them on the phone. They interviewed several others, and I got the spot. Oh, So yay. I ended up in one of the top programs in the country, just kind of through the back door. Yay. And that's what opened up a lot of doors for me. So once I graduated mm-hmm. from there in 2016, mm-hmm. um, Einstein Transplant had an opening for a new dietitian. Yeah. And so though I had no experience, they wanted five years experience. Mm-hmm. I had transplant experience from working at Cleveland Clinic. Yeah. So they took me as a 20, well, I was like 22, 23 is what they took me. Wow. And they took a chance on me. I started the program. I had a really great time there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before they were bought, you know, bought by Jefferson. Now, you know, they're combined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like I said earlier, left in 2020. But the, how I started teaching here is my favorite part, the funny part of the story. Yeah. So we used to go around into the community and speak to like patients who had fatty liver disease. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't say it's a newer disease, but it's a disease we're finding earlier and earlier now. Yeah. Um, and it's when you have fat in the liver that can progress to a damaged liver. Okay. So the goal is to find it earlier because it is re- reversible at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So me and my one of the physicians I used to work with, and then um, one of our nurses used to go around the community and give like fun seminars on it. Yeah. I would give the nutrition piece, the physician, she would give the medical piece, the nurse would give like a pharmacological piece. Yeah. And then a PT would come. And I don't think he works here anymore, but he was one of like the deans of something of PT here mm-hmm. at, at Jefferson. Um, this was right as Jefferson was no longer Philly U. It was around that time. Yeah. And he comes and he's doing his speaking thing after me and I just spoke and he goes, you need to teach here. You need to teach. <laughs> I was like 24. I'm like, I don't want to teach. I yeah. was like, I'm 24 years old. I, what? I'm like, don't even have my yeah. life together. He's like, no, no, you need to teach college. I'm like, nah. <laughs> he got my cell phone number. Oh, and throughout God. the years, he's like, you need to teach. I want to hire you. Finally, in 2019, I said yes. So like two, yeah. three years later. And I started teaching my first class, and I believe in 2020. Wow. Yeah. That is such a good story. Now you're going to med school, and you're wrapping things up here. That's so good. Yeah. You know, I, I do have to say, you are so well-spoken, like very well-spoken, and you sound so confident in what you're doing. And I admire that so, so much because, like, to hear that, you know, like really you you had you were going across that bridge over troubled water and you made it to the other side that is like so oh that's so good thanks very very nice well this is why for any of my students that are listening they get annoyed when i make you talk in class <laughs> so i think it's so important for all of us to, like use your voice and oh totally talking yeah especially if you're a woman or from like a marginalized community like 100%. i want you to get up in front of the room and yeah. speak mm-hmm. because you know those that aren't are yeah right mm-hmm. so 100%. like you know i made all of you guys speak in yeah. class and it's yeah. not because i'm a bully it's yeah. because i want everyone to get comfortable using their voice in a safe place so you yeah. can use it in an unsafe place yeah and i think that that's why those students will get out of that class and then they'll start speaking in other classes and stuff like that so because i genuinely believe like your class is one of those classes where you go in a totally different you leave a totally different person with this with when 100 percent with like interacting and speaking in class like i know for me personally like i in the beginning of this like last semester i was a bit of like you know a nihilist i had just you know worked all summers my i had a a beach house my whole entire life and last summer was the first summer that we didn't go down because we had to sell it so of course when we came back to school i was miserable i I was a barista and Mm -hmm. i was in the king of prussia mall so i was like miserable about that and um i think coming into your class and then just like having that community definitely helped me find myself again a little bit and communication and bringing that in other classes because I used to care a lot about what people thought about me and what people say to me and you know especially in college because it's like you have high school and it's like oh everybody kind of knows you and then you graduate you get your diploma and then it's like that's it and you see people on Instagram every like two to three months but with college it's like every single conversation is a connection so you start to have that anxiety about it and I and I think your class totally helped me just like get my speaking voice because I'm, I'm like annoying in classes now like they're like, God, Good, like be put, annoying. they're like put your hand down be yeah annoying. like in um in my developmental psych class it's me and my friend kate and we sit in the front row and it just puts like this huge target on my back and it's like but i don't care because it's you know um i i love talking and that is something that i think now like will never be taken away from me because i i think i'm like a bit of an asshole about it just the way that i just Blah, 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 which is why podcasting is good for me because it just gives me an outlet um 
I remember when I, in like January, I just came in here and I just talked to myself for probably about two hours and it was so therapeutic. You gotta and do it. And it's just like, yeah, um, I just, I love to talk, you know. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm a talker too and I've always told, you can always pull back, right? Yeah. And like with certain jobs, you'll have to pull back or pull uh-huh. forward or whatever it may yeah. be, but like being able to use your voice, mm-hmm. even if you, I've had students come to me and be like, oh my God, I feel like I talk talk too much yeah there's nothing wrong with yeah that. um especially as women oh yeah we are often told to shut up and take up less space a hundred percent so i'd rather yeah. have my students talk too much mm-hmm. than not at all than not at all yeah and i think like at least here with um like especially like at jefferson with your class i feel like student engagement is definitely coming back because i know with the radio station it's it's like pulling teeth to get people to come to meetings or, you know, we, we had, um, our second fundraiser for this. We're having this like little event. Uh, you're more than welcome to come if you want to play. Actually, I didn't mean to ask you it's student versus uh staff baseball. I'm so bad, but sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the 21st on the quad. We have, um, no students yet, but we have, you know, we've always want more faculty, but we keep fundraising money over and over and over. I made $24 yesterday and I sat at that table from 12 to two thirty, and it's just like, Hey, like come and support, come and support, come and support. And it's, you know, they're just like, Oh, look, WPHU just begging for money <laughs> again. And I just, you know, I, I, I think with the radio, we try to, we want to also promote people talking yeah. a lot and just, making people comfortable because you know we've had um a girl involved with the station who made us all playlist and was like you guys like me and the other co-general manager and then the producer and she made us these very nice playlists and was like you have made my first year at jefferson so much more comfortable with the oh, radio station that. so it you get you know we, we get our flowers every once in a while but usually it's you know stop begging for money wphu like geez um but uh, I'm I'm so sad that you're out of here. But it's for something. Yeah, so I'll much still be better. here in spirits. I told everyone I always uh, tell my students don't email me my students' email. Now you can after <laughs> May. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but back to your engagement question, you actually kind of reminded me. I actually talked about this in class yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be. I think people are afraid to engage. I don't 100%. think it's like a lazy or a tired thing. And I think sometimes older professors fall into that trap of thinking the mm-hmm. students are lazy or tired. Yeah. I think it's a fear thing. Mm-hmm. or a putting yourself out there thing yeah so like go to the review session go to the office hour mm-hmm. go to the event that you think might be weird yeah go to the do it yeah because i didn't i was in my class yesterday i didn't start doing that till i went back to school mm-hmm. at 30 yeah um and i wish i did it in undergrad mm-hmm. like i was real so i was a pre-professional ballerina when i was a teen wow and then i went to college and i turned my nose up at the ballet club and i was like mm, no yeah they're not as good as i was i'm not doing it they seem weird yeah i swear to god that's what i thought no i i think the same thing about multitudes yeah. of things and yeah. then you know what i took off got off my high horse yeah and i joined ballet club my i want to say like sophomore year i got more into it mm-hmm. i made some of my best friends from it i had Aww. some of the best times with it it yeah. alleviated so much stress and anxiety in mm-hmm. college and i now encourage all my students like raise your hand in class yeah go to the office hour go to the club like yeah make them this is expensive right this is an investment make make your dollar count yeah and that's so important because i think a lot of people here when especially with the age of social media and Mm -hmm. everything and everybody's always like poking fun and making fun of somebody and it's like have i fallen victim to that occasionally but i'm always it's just i've come to the point now where i'm not going to go out of my way 
to make someone uncomfortable and uh, like um especially when they come to the the club and they're like do you guys want to collaborate on something and it's not something that I would do like in my free time I'm always going to jump to it and be like yes like the more the more connections the better you know um we actually this is something I never would have imagined we're very close with the Jeffersings the uh, acapella group on campus we're like we gotta have you guys do something soon but I think that's what's so fun about college is you catch yourself doing stuff that you could never see yourself doing like ever and I think with the radio I gotta tell you the story so last year this is the origin of this club last year um we recorded a podcast on my Mac and we were like this is super funny do we have a radio station we went through the little categories on the website WPHU radio we emailed the head of student engagement emailed us back hey like nobody runs this it hasn't been a club since 2018 when the merger happened but if you guys want to restart it go ahead no way and then they just put it in our hands and me and Ren were the co-general manager we were having I think we sent the email the end of February and we had our first interest meeting like March 10th and then it was just meeting after meeting and then we had a battle of bands in the fall and then that was just you know, like a fun, uh, fundraiser after fundraiser, and then we kept getting denied by student government. Like they have never, I'll probably edit this out, but they never have given us a dime. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, but you're supposed to be friends with the people on campus, but, you know, sometimes it's difficult because they don't really see you as a complete club yet. Yeah. They just see you as somebody, you know, trying to get up there. But uh, we went to Connecticut um, for the national uh, campus activities conference oh, with that. cab in October and that was like great and that I think made us more solid and that was post battle of bands and that made us feel more solid about our place on campus yeah. so and I I think when it comes to fear is like that is not something that I would have done last year yeah. if I had you know cab sit down with me and be like oh like do you and Brand want to come and to the to this conference for this radio station club I would have been like no, like, it was Halloween weekend, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know, like, I'll probably be busy doing something else, but we went, and it was, it's definitely, I think, one of my fondest memories of college to be sitting with the head of student activities, the head of CAB, and then Bryn, and then um, their spirits introduced, it was like, an, we had an Italian dinner oh, over nice. there, so okay. it was, it was fun, you know, but, um, and did you do any other clubs besides ballet So club? I did the Student Dietetic Association, mm-hmm. so I was the president of that my senior year, I did ballet. Um, I worked at like a food bank, um, and then I worked a lot of clubs. So I was like a nurse's aide and stuff. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else I did like a Russian conversation club because you guys know I'm Russian. Um, mm-hmm. but there was like three of us in that club, so sometimes it did not. Oh, there was another really speaking of weird clubs. Yeah. There's this really weird club, and I mean this out of they know if they ever hear this, which they probably won't. <laughs> out of the bottom of my heart, it yeah. was the weirdest club in the world. It was the grilled cheese club. Okay. Sure. And every. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my best friend, who was my roommate was on the club and so I joined with her mm. and every week was a different themed grilled cheese and the money would go toward local like hunger oh so yeah so we would like That's fundraise so nice. yeah so the fundraising yeah. for the food and the money we made from the grilled cheeses yeah. went toward like combating oh. hunger oh I think that's great that should have had more people in that I we actually yeah. got pretty busy we had fun t-shirts t-shirt did you design them I have no design skills oh <laughs> my powerpoints are my especially my nutrition powerpoints I don't know how they look that good. I have no design skills. I I I still think that's such a good club idea because I know some frats do that. Mm-hmm. They'll have like the cheese like outside. Um, did you know your roommate before going to school, or did you do random assignments? So, I went with my ex boyfriend's friend. 
Okay. Who is actually now to this day one of my good friends. And Aww. she actually used to teach at Jefferson. Oh, wow. But at the time, that's who she was. Um, mm-hmm. We were friends at that time, too. But it was just funny to look back at it as an adult. Yeah. So we went in as roommates. But they mm-hmm. placed us in a quad. I don't know if they oh. allow this anymore. It was four of us in one room. No mm-hmm. living room. No bathroom. It was like. Are a, you serious? Well, they have those here. They do? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. And I was on the swimming and diving floor. I do not swim, nor do I dive, but I was on the swimming and diving floor. So it was a really interesting freshman year experience. But then two of my friends I'm still friends with to the day were the floor above me. That's crazy. We're still friends. Yeah. I think that college rooming experience like really humbles you. Like me and Ren were supposed to be roommates. Uh, They put me in a single Mm -hmm. and then they put Ren in, in in a triple with our now best friend Kate and then this like girl who doesn't even go here anymore it's like she that's a whole other thing but um classic roommate story yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, a lot of money owed to various people yeah. but um uh i was across the hall from them so mm-hmm. it was like weird it was like they were rubbing it in their face that me and brendan get to be roommates it was on the intersectionality floor which is actually really cool i yeah, think it's cool. a great opportunity that jefferson brings here to students but um my room flooded the second day very good because um, the boys bathroom was above my room Excellent. and uh then they moved me into ronson and then moved this girl in and um we didn't really speak i have no ill will towards her but like we i think the, the most um conversation we had was i coughed and she was like do you have a mask on and i was like no but if you want like i can put it on and then she left and that was the minimum conversation i had with her Oh. And we lived together for about eight months. Because you started school during COVID, did you? 2021. Okay. Um, so it was like, I guess, their first year post-COVID, okay. according to the colleges and stuff. But um, it w- that was in, like, April of 2022. Okay. So if anything, it was, like, later. I don't want to sound like I'm anti-mask no, or no, anything. No, I get but it. I, I was home. Yeah, I was, I was so – freshman year, I was, like, sick, like, yeah. all the time. I had the whole, like, frat flu. Ugh. So, you know, I think – my poor ex roommate. Um, I still see her time to time. I waved her, and she doesn't say anything to me. So obviously, that one conversation uh, wasn't uh, that good. Um, do you have any summer plans for the summer? I mean, I start school in July. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you when do you guys start? July seventeenth yeah. is our orientation. Um, so I mean, I have to work because mm-hmm. I am old, so I need to make my own money. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm working. So I work at Lankanaw and Temple and Penn as mm-hmm. a per diem dietitian. So I just, I do that when I'm out teaching. Yeah. I do it. I want to do it all summer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully travel, go to the beach with my friends, you know. What beach do you go to? It depends. So if we're going to one of our friends' houses, we just go to there. Or we, if we do a day trip, we just do Belmar and then we do dinner in Asbury and come back. Oh, I love Asbury. Yeah. Do you, have you ever been to the Stone Pony? Of course I have. <laughs> oh my God. Where, who have you seen there? We, this summer, me and Bren went to see Phoebe Bridgers there and then we're seeing Rainbow Kitten Surprise with my friend Kate for their birthday in June. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, my friend has like a small band that his friend is in and we went like there twice. When it was the lanes? This is many years ago. Yeah, because I know it was a bowling alley for a while. Yeah. And then, um, but they build the summer stage. I, like, w- it was my very first time this summer and I totally, I'm very like South Jersey. Uh-huh. So like I have family in um, like Berlin area. Uh-huh. So the, the closest beach would be like we, we, I mean, I was always a Cape May kid, but um I had never been all the way up to Asbury yeah. Park, and now I totally, like, I totally dropped any dreams I had of, like, staying Cape May or, like, Ocean City. Like, now I just want to stay in Asbury Park forever. Well, it's nice because I shouldn't be giving away the secret. I'm kidding. But, like, <laughs> if you're doing a day trip going north, there's so much less traffic than going south. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I know we're, like, crazy. We left at three in the morning for this concert. Um, I mean, I would, too. Yeah. We left at 
yeah, 3.45, and then we got there at 6. We were only 23rd in line because there was people – no, there's people, like, sleeping over. And we got there at 6 a.m., but we just threw our stuff down and went to the beach, and it was so nice. Because you're right, because especially, like, on I remember growing up as a kid, like, Memorial Day traffic, mm-hmm. like, coming to, from the beach. I think we would leave at 8, get back at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. Because it's, like, everybody yeah, – where, where are you from? Doylestown. Okay. Like really? Yeah. Where did you go to high school? City South really yeah. oh my gosh um i went to four different high schools i'm a bit of a okay. wild card i did carol for a year archbishop carol it's right in radnor area i'm trying to think okay. um do you know pjp kind of like out PJP. pope john paul that's what i'm trying to think of who i who i know near doylestown because i know i know a couple people that went to south i do know a couple people. i graduated in 2011 though okay Helps with yeah. My sister is five years younger than me, also a Jefferson alum. Really? Yeah, she did just, she's getting her doctorate from here this oh. summer. Are you close with your sister? I am. You know, she's five years younger and a pain in my toe. <laughs> I love you, Lise. Um, yeah, we're close. We got closer as we got older, but mm-hmm. it's cool they're both in healthcare. But yeah. she graduated high school in 20... She's five years younger than me, so 2016, 2015. Um, I'm, I'm an, are you the oldest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so hard being an older sibling. I know. Right? You're like parent of three. Yeah. Um, are all of your friends older siblings, or are they all younger? Let me think. All right. So my really – actually, one of my really good friends is an only child. Mm-hmm. The other two are older. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess a lot of them are older siblings. Yeah. yeah. Really? Because, okay, so all my friends are younger siblings, uh-huh. and they're always complaining about their older siblings. Uh-huh. And it's like I only have – my brother and I are basically Irish twins. We're 15 months apart. Uh-huh. And um, they're always like, oh, I got my older sister and I, we just like fight. We fight all the time. You know, she's always out to get me. And I'm like, well, maybe you should just stop and listen to her and understand what she's going through. And they're like, okay, like nobody wants to hear that from you. (laughs) And it's like, um, you're like, they're always trying to make the older sister the victim. Like I, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I am. We are victims. Yeah, we are. And I was like, like, you don't even want to know what I've been through, like dealing with my mom. And then it's like taking my phone away my senior year of high school. And then my brother is just like getting seventies on all of his tests. And my mom's like, he's doing a really, really good job. Yeah, I live that life. Yeah. Uh, my parents are also immigrants. Mm-hmm. So like we have the first generation culture clash. Oh yeah. So that's super fun to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my parents and they've done a lot, but it's like, Russian versus American culture. Yeah. Add a little sprinkle of Judaism in there. It is not a walk in the park. Is culture really important to you? And uh, I guess because my parents left Russia as religious refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, so they couldn't really be Jewish in Russia. So we're very culturally Jewish. Yeah. So like I have a lot of the cultural like isms, um, mm-hmm. the education piece, like, you know, having a lot of education, staying educated your whole life is a really huge cultural piece. 100%. Um, you know, all my friends are like family members and it's like a very Jewish thing. Like everyone yeah. comes into the house, everyone is fed. Um, I'm really like passionate about making all the food. So like I'm actually hosting like a pretty non-religious Passover dinner Aww. this week and I have all my friends coming, like yeah. Catholic friends, Jewish friends, and we're just making it just to celebrate the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Russian culture, I mean, right now, not as much. I mean, make it very clear when you're a russian jew you are not into what russians are doing right now obviously mm-hmm. yeah um and i have a lot of family in ukraine right now um but you know i want to honor how my parents came over and, 100%. You know, i'd like to go back one day now is not the time but um yeah yeah i i think um that's super important and are you like family is super important to you as well as i can tell a little bit with the friends or yeah. equal family and stuff like that so there's not many of us mm-hmm. you know being jewish i mean people died in the holocaust or they died yeah. in the logs in the soviet union like yeah. we, have a, we have a really really small family mm-hmm. um 
So it's just my mom, my dad, my grandmother just moved in with my parents. She's 91. Wow. I know. And then it's my sister. And then mm-hmm. we have a few distant family members in like Florida and New York, the typical places where Russian Jews live. And then that is all. So we have a really small family. Yeah. But it, it very tight knit, I'm assuming. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Indep- independent though. Like I don't call my parents for every decision I make. Yeah. Like it's a, Russian parenting is pretty different. Yeah. That I'm I'm from like a pretty like traditional like Catholic um, Irish family. So I know I, that I, well from Boylestown. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I always love to hear about other people, and you know, I you seem very passionate about your heritage as well. So I always love to ask about yeah. that and hear about that. Um, so a uh, bit of like a I guess a little bit of a switch question from uh, that. But are you watching anything good right now? I'd love to ask Ooh. people that because I'm like a freak about TV. So it is the golden age of TV. So I kind of oscillate. I actually have not been watching as much TV recently. Um, Too busy with medical school. Get ready like for the that. Yeah. Blew my head out. Yeah. But um, what did I watch recently that I really like? I mean, like when um, what's that show that pretends that the Nazi won? It ended up being really weird. It was on Amazon Prime. I was really into that. Oh, I don't know. I see. I'm very like HBO. Well, that HBO Westworld. I was very into Westworld. Yeah. Um, I had like a note on my phone because like I watch TV. I have a, I have yeah. a problem. If I start a show, I mm-hmm. have to finish it yeah. within the week. Mm-hmm. And then I black it out and I forget everything that I've watched. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I'm like crazy. I'm watching like 20 different shows right now. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that straight. Fleabag. I love Fleabag. Phoebe Waller-Bridge so is funny. so I this summer I went to my grandma and I went to the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh mm-hmm. and that's where she originated and um, we sad. we just missed her by a day but that is one of my favorite shows like Kat's another Kate loves that show too so I good. I think that did you watch Normal People too it's yes. kind of in the same yeah, yeah, universe yeah, yeah. But I think Fleabag like I like oh yeah no um, yeah have you ever seen Sherlock the BBC Sherlock I didn't you need to I, I know I need you to need watch to. that because I know they're adding um, the guy from Sex, Sex, Sex Education is going yeah. to be on it and oh then, that's a show yeah and and then I love that show. But um, and then Jinx Monsoon, she's my favorite drag queen. Um, okay. She's gonna be on Sherlock. Oh, right, you so, need to watch Sherlock then. Yeah, I know. I need to get into it. I I'm very like comedy based. Like my favorite show of all time has always been It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm Excellent an show. absolute like garbage person, so it's like uh, of course that's the show I'm gonna blend into. Yeah. But um, I'm watching Succession right now I on need HBO. To start that. It's like okay. okay, you know, it's a lot of just men in suits compl- like complaining and explaining things Sounds like the world <laughs> yeah and it's like why am i gonna sit down and watch this but it, it's my grandma's favorite show uh-huh. and she'll she'll like call me and she like spoiled the most recent episode i'm like i'm on season two episode three and i was like it's not season four and then um barry is another one of my favorite shows and that's coming back out this weekend i think that's that's People love that you need to watch sherlock i know i need to it's um really beautifully done i think it's the most like well thought out visual shows yeah um it's just what is it about Sherlock Holmes and favorite book really yes I love an old history novel huh I need to look into that because it's on um is it on Netflix it's a BBC originated show it's Benedict Cumberbatch and the guy Martin whatever his name was he was in yeah yeah I think I've seen so when I was growing up I was like such a child of the internet Uh I would always watch like Dan and Phil and they loved Sherlock Uh because they were so British so I definitely think I've seen bits and pieces of it but maybe uh, my friend Kate I think has watched it so I think maybe I'll sit down with them Uh, um, how about music what are you listening to right now I am a music like fiend like I teach classes so I listen to music all day I've been very into like Latin music. I'm mm-hmm. supporting Becky G through her breakup. Slay. Okay. I know, right? Yeah. Um, 
but I like everything. I'm not one of those people that says I like everything but country. I literally like everything. Oh, yeah, I like country I too. Listened to, yeah. I started, I went to Nashville a few years ago. Now I like country. Um, it's like Kelsey Ballerini. Love Kelsey. That's for, who for I bring think up. Of, yeah. All the drag queens mm-hmm. uh, last yeah. week at the CMAs. So, that song is so good so, too. Such yeah. a good song. Um, I, I even like classical music because that's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm always making new playlists. I love like exploring new songs. Um, Do you have a number one song of all time? I know ooh, that's a really that's loaded a question. That's a really hard question. Yeah. Should I look at my favorite Please, songs? Please, yeah. Like, I have a playlist with all my like yeah. top favorites. Um, I know. I keep a notes app. I'm like so it's sad. It's so hard because like there's so many good things out there. And I have playlists like by mood. I have playlists by like, time frame in my life. Mm-hmm. I have all of my bar playlists. It's just I literally. How do you play. like teaching bar? Because I know my friend, my um, the assistant manager sister, she wants to open a studio and work with. Um, that. I love it. Um, I've been doing so. I used to be a dancer, so for me, it was a really yeah. easy kind of transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved to Philly with a boyfriend at the time, and so I was like, I need female friends. Yeah. So, and a lot of my friends hadn't moved to the city yet from college, mm-hmm. or my home friends hadn't moved to the city. So I was kind of like, I need to do this. So I signed up with one of my childhood friends. Yeah. We started teaching at the studio. Um, it's called Bar 3 Rittenhouse. Come take class. Um, I, t- I might this summer. Yeah, so yeah. come, come, come. Um, and I love it because we're beat-driven, and it's very music-driven, so we yeah. can put the beat of the music. Yeah. It's also the only workout I've been able to do long-term because mm-hmm. it's really easy on the body. And yeah. you can, like, pull back when you want. And I just love connecting with my clients. Like, we have really cool, awesome women and men successful everyone's different um so it's just fun to work with like be around these people all the time um and also our staff's incredible so everyone on staff is so nice and so great so i love it it's a great side job that sounds like fun i i um i i've never really been like not left-footed so i'm a really really bad dancer but i think if anything i would love to look in a bar yeah i have the playlist pulled up please all right so i don't know if it's not in order or not but the top song is help me lose my line with disclosure and london grammar Oh, I don't know if that's in order. If I just put it on here, then a Mac Miller song, "Come Back to Earth, Rest in Peace." So good, I know. Um, this is a great version of "How Deep Is Your Love" with Yeba and PJ Morton. Have you heard that before? I, with who? It's PJ Morton. He has like a jam band, and then he has Yeba in it with him. Oh, I need to listen to that. It's really, it, yeah. Good. Okay, those, those are, are three. Good. I have more, but those are three. Some good picks there. Yeah, um, I think that music is. I feel like another form of conversation for me. So I, that's why I'm always like asking people and i think that feeds into the radio station thing a little bit because like i um my family growing up ever since i've been like a little little kid was like you just listen to sad people music <laughs> and it's like the best <laughs> yeah maybe i do but um those are i gotta check that out yeah but okay because I, I like when they make like the, they mix it up a little bit and make it more special um so we can actually begin to wrap this up but i like to ask this question to all of my guests because i think it's very important if you had the attention of the world for five minutes, what would you say? Who? Right? I'd call it my interview question. Okay. <laughs> I think it's important to take yourself out of your own shoes and remember the world, world does not circle, circle around you. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that all the people around you have a different point of view and a different life that makes them who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in today's world, that's really important. We're talking about like discrimination of marginalized groups. Yeah. Um, you don't live that person's experience. You don't know what it's like to be in a marginalized group. Um, I also always tell my students follow the data and I think this actually connects really well with what's going on in today's world mm-hmm. um, can I speak strictly to an issue please so especially how we're treating our trans people in this country 100% like if yeah. you look at the data and the science it points to everything they're feeling is legitimate mm-hmm. um, everything 
we know in science that feeling that feeling like you need to be a different gender or not to be born we know that that is 100 black and white it's not a question mm-hmm. i don't care what religion you are it's not a question yeah so that's following the data we know if you look at the data of how many trans people are actually in the united states it's a minuscule number i mean my students look it up the other day mm-hmm. why are we creating legislation and wasting our time on people's experience that we don't understand while yeah. these legislators are not transgender don't yeah. understand and you know making their lives can i curse Please. living hell yeah you know what i mean so though i'm specifically zooming in on one issue i think it says a lot more follow mm-hmm. the data and get out of your shoes i 100 percent agree especially with all the legislation that they keep pushing and um trying to make drag included with sex shows and graphic nudity and stuff like that and it's like one of my favorite people ever right now is dylan mulvaney oh yes of tiktok love her. i love her and i think that she is going to be the next voice of the trans generation because she is doing what she can with bud light and all mm-hmm. of those liquor distributions and it's like all these men are like oh like i'm never going to drink this ever again cool, and great. she's just like and it's like great like good like it's not for you but she i think is the the newest face of it and she is totally with all of the act- activity that she does on tiktok and mm-hmm. just bringing it out i think that she if anything is going to help a lot of youth um trans youth kind of just Comfortable. feel comfortable and figure out who they are and i think that's very important but i do i will say it has a i've had an alignment with every single guest focusing on empathy mm-hmm. and i do think that's very important and just like think about other people and it doesn't matter like oh i don't know any trans people i don't know any minority people mm-hmm. it's like that doesn't matter you should kind of just look at us on, on a gauge of you know they're people they're human mm-hmm. and that just i think that's what everybody is at their core 100 percent, and yeah. I think we need to just listen, too. I agree. I'm going to tie it in. I think the two lines are going to be then. Get out of your shoes and follow the data. Beautiful. Thanks. Thank you so much, Danielle, for meeting with me. This This was was very fun. fun. I love chatting with you today. Um, Don't be a stranger. I won't. Guys, email me anytime.